Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you, Dick Warren, and thank you, my dear listener, for being with us again today. An extraordinary show. You have arrived at the right time on the right day. Um, uh, in studio with me is my guest co-host. Uh, you become a regular fixture around here. This would be Alex Terranova. You can find out more about him by going to thedreammason.com. Sir, how are you? Uh, I was great. I'm deaf. I might be a little deaf now. <laughs> that came in really hot. <laughs> I got you ringing in my ears, which could be a good thing for the rest of the day. If you'll please hold, I'll connect you to the complaint <laughs> department. All right. Uh, anything that you... You've got big news, man. Do you, Anything you want to share with the class? Um, big news. Well, my book is coming out this month. My first book that I've ever written. Um, it's been a three, four-year process. I think I... Might even be five years. But I started writing it three years ago and... We're talking about like seventh draft now is the final seventh, eighth draft is the final draft as an artist working on the cover. Uh, I just actually released the uh, chapter one on the Dream Mason podcast so people can get a listen to it and get a little preview. Uh, and I was lucky enough to have my mom call me last night and tell me how impressed she was, which just, uh, you know, lit me up a little bit. That has to. Yeah. Um, all right. Congratulations. The name of the book is? Fictional Authenticity. And we can get it where? We can't get it yet. You're going to, I don't know, you're going to be able to get it on Amazon, but you can't get it yet. Right now you can get the, the first chapter on the Dream Mason podcast. And that's available wherever fine podcasts are available, including right here on Accomplishment Media. Um, uh, we should uh, point out, I'm a master certified coach, and you have to say it that way, master certified coach, with uh, 27 years of experience in coaching. Alex, you are? An ACC, and I am in my fourth year of coaching. So even though we're a couple of dudes, we're also uh, representing different sort of uh, ends of the spectrum when it comes to um, coaching and, and coaching experience. I uh, am delighted. I don't want to talk too much about too many things. We should say that the Capital Coaches Conference is coming up in just about 10 days in um, at the uh, ICF in Washington, D.C. Check that out because that's I think that's sort of like the official last conference of the regional conferences for the, for the summer. And then, of course, this year we've got the ICF conference, the Converge conference in Prague, Czechoslovakia. I'll be going to that. I know a lot of people are. Are you going to be going? I'm not. Yeah. Every time you ask me, I feel bad. I'm like, wait, I should go. <laughs> well, you should, but you you should perhaps, you know, stay here and receive all your critical lauds for uh, your new book. That's also important. All right. So we'll be excited to uh, bring you lots of interviews from both of those conferences, the Capital Coaches Conference. Check it out. And uh, go to coachfederation.org and check out the Converge Conference, which will be in October in Prague, Czechoslovakia, making it truly international. Speaking of truly international, I am delighted that our guest has joined us today. Anything else that you wanted to say before we get to our no? How are you? Guest? Oh, I'm really good. I took last week off. I went. Uh, I took my daughter, my 12 year old daughter, and everything that that implies, um, <laughs> to uh, vacation. We went to uh, one of the Hawaiian islands, and uh, you know, I've got one kid that's like outgoing and an extrovert, just goes, goes, goes. My daughter is not that child. My daughter is uh, completely content for us to sit by the pool, read books, exercise, get a few meals, and read some more books. So it was a very relaxing. Sounds nice. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. 
God, uh, praise be. <laughs> Everybody go read Quiet. Susan Cain tells us it's okay to be an introvert, and it's actually great. Um, uh, what else do I want to... It feels like there's a lot more going on, but I, I'm too excited. I want to get to our guest. Uh, Magda, or Magdalena Mook, uh, we've known her and we've had her on this show since 2005 when she was the Assistant Executive Director of the International Coach Federation. She was named the CEO in 2012, and under her leadership, the ICF has evolved from a predominantly North American organization with around 9,000 members to an organization with more than 28,000 members in 131 countries. During the same period, the number of active ICF credential holders, like us, worldwide grew from 1,200 to more than 27,000. Uh, she's extraordinary as a leader of our organization. She's been also the CEO of the ICF Foundation. And as that, she's a tireless proponent of coaching's ability to accelerate and amplify social progress. She's a trained professional coach. She's also got a master's degree in economics and international trade from the Warsaw School of Economics, graduated from the Copenhagen Business School's advanced program in international management and consulting. She's also, an, in her new role, newer role. She's vice chair of the International Section Council of the American Society of Association Executives, also a member of the founding board of the Institute for Organizational Mindfulness and a member of the Women's Foreign Policy Group, the Forbes Nonprofit Council, and the Association for Talent Development. Truly an extraordinary leader. We're delighted to welcome back to our microphones the CEO of the International Coach Federation, Magda Mook. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. You uh, now. I know you as Magda. I see that on paper you're Magdalena. Do you prefer? How would you like us to address you, Madam Madam CEO? <laughs> Magda is just fine. Thank you. Very good. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be with us today. Absolutely um, delighted. It's our pleasure. I, I know that recently you and Jean Francois, and I want to make sure that I've got because I I was remembering that Jean-Francois was the secretary treasurer, but he's now the ICF global board chair for 2019, correct? He certainly is, yes. yes and he's also an MCC, a global executive coach and speaker. Uh, you you recently did a, uh, well, maybe not so recently, did a sort of a tour, if you will, of uh, virtual presentations from the ICF. Will you tell us what you let people know, anyone that may have missed those announcements? Yes, thank you. Uh, it's It's been so exciting. It's been a work of about three years that we've been trying to um, really uh, do a lot of things to increase the influence of ICF and actually what coaching, coaching profession has around the world. So with that, the board was tirelessly working on uh, seeking different ways that ICF coaches, coaching itself, can find its way to be a solution for a bigger systems. And with that, we decided to expand the influence of the organization by creating additional venues and vehicles, if you will, for us to deliver coaching to the populations that can certainly utilize it and benefit from it. So uh, a couple of things, of course, will be always focused on um, membership organization and on coach practitioner, uh, individuals like yourselves, um, so that we may make sure that our coaches have access to the cutting edge research, to a new education, towards new and exciting the field of coaching. Having said that, uh, we also noticed that coaching in organizations is really taking hold. 
So we decided to create a special set of offerings for organizations. So to help them build coaching cultures, to make sure that their internal coaches are trained uh, to, to be fit for purpose, and also to support the ever-growing trend of leaders and managers training in utilizing coaching skills in their line jobs. And then you already mentioned me being a CEO of the ICF Foundation. The pickup of coaching in social progress and in not-for-profit organizations has been absolutely staggering. So the foundation is uh, even even further focusing on amplifying the uh, success of not-for-profits who are really supporting societal progress through coaching. And, and as if that wasn't enough, we also noticed that, you know, we as an organization, we're almost 25 years old. We'll be, uh, ICF will be celebrating 25th anniversary uh, next year. And uh, with that, we know also that coaching is still evolving. So we decided to create a space for a very unobstructed conversation about where coaching is going, how coaching is changing, what are other disciplines that are either supporting uh, uh, application of coaching or can utilize application of coaching. With that, we decided to create the Thought Leadership Institute that, uh, that will look into the future for coaching and, uh, and, and what coaching is becoming and what coaching is delivering. Uh, for the world. So a lot of very, very exciting things going on. It is. I want to um, start with the first thing that you pointed to, which is organizations. Mm. It strikes me that a lot of, uh, you know, you and I have been around for a while now in terms of coaching. <laughs> and uh, we were here when coaching was the wild, wild west, and everybody was just sort of, you know, jumping into the pool. And Certainly, we all know that there are some individuals still perhaps in our profession who are here for, because it's, you know, a popular um, yep. place to make a lot of money and that there are no barriers to entry. It occurs to me that when we talk about work in organizations, that you could be putting the ICF in competition with some of the uh, coaching, or, coaching organizations, coaches that are members and coaching schools. Um, that are accredited by ICF. How do you address those concerns? You know, that's a good question, but I think that's a myth. That's that's not much uh, of uh, what the focus of coaching in organizations would be. What we're trying to do is to uh, enable organizations to know what it means to build coaching cultures. Uh, we will not, you know, uh, do it for them. Uh, they they will have to do it themselves. Uh, what it means is to train leaders and managers in coaching uh, skills, and that will be done by the providers that already are doing that. It is also to grow the cadre of internal coaches, um, and those are the members of the ICF. So I think they can beautifully benefit from that expanded marketplace. And finally, it is to make sure that everybody who works in the organizational context, internal, external, or leader and manager using coaching skills, are well trained, are prepared to deliver the service that they are promising to deliver. And again, that education will be coming from the providers, and many of them being ICF uh, uh, members, and, and also, you know, internal coaches, external coaches, many of them, uh, in fact, do uh, hold ICF credentials. And what we are hoping is that the organizations will recognize that the standard and the quality that ICF credential 
uh, affords is exactly what they should be looking after while making their choices of purchasing uh, uh, coaching services or uh, hiring internal coaches or training internal coaches. So, in fact, I think that our entry in, uh, in a more explicit way into coaching in organizations will nothing but help our members by creating a much, much broader marketplace and demand for their services. So so if I'm understanding what you're pointing to, the role of the ICF will not be to be providing this coach training or the education, but it's more of an outreach to the organ to the organizational, the business community to talk about what is good coaching, what does an ICF credential mean, what does ICF accreditation for coach training mean? Is that right? Yes, it's absolutely correct. You know, there may be some uh, offering. We already uh, are conducting the research with Human Capital Institute. We're actually in the fifth year of that endeavor, and we are looking very closely into coaching and organizations. Our very first study just pointed out what does it mean to build coaching cultures. We established an index to indicate what coaching culture requires. And then we looked closer into internal coaches, managers and leaders using coaching skills, millennials as the uh, suppliers of coaching, but also as clients of coaching. And the most recent study indicated that uh, coaching is actually a most uh, powerful uh, modality to support change management initiatives. So what we are doing is creating that awareness and building even greater demand for coaching in organizational setting. And I think that that's, that's, you know, we already noticed uh, through the studies with PricewaterhouseCoopers that the awareness of coaching rose to 66% over the last six years, which is phenomenal. And frankly, I do believe that a lot of that is because larger systems like organizations are uh, adopting coaching and are offering coaching throughout the entire enterprise rather than reserving it to the top level um, management positions. Magda, this is Alex. Uh, I'm, I have a question around like the the um, the awareness because I notice um, at least here in San Diego and the circles that I run in, whether it be networking or or social groups, <laughs> yoga people, that um, that a lot of people are aware of coaching, and especially in the professionals, but they're not aware of the the training or the. Um, credentials, yeah. The credentials, the training. There are a lot of them are aware of it from like social media people and people that, you know, hang a, a thing outside their door and suddenly say I'm a coach. Um and and I have a lot of that. I have clients that are that have done re shared recently, I'm I'm gonna be a coach now. And and they don't go through training or the ICF or anything like that. They just decide they're gonna be a coach. What's the concern or is there a concern from your perspective or the ICF? It is a concern, and actually we ask the question in the PricewaterhouseCoopers study every three, four years, we conduct the global coaching study, and uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers is executing it for us. In, in fact, the study, uh, the most recent one, uh, is in the field uh, 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 phase right now, and we do ask the question of the respondents to the, to the survey, which are ICF members and non-ICF members, we do ask what do they con consider one of the greatest obstacles in the marketplace. And year uh, or, or addition after addition, the, the top 
line answer is untrained individuals uh, who are calling themselves coaches. Uh, that's what our members recognize as the real danger in the marketplace. Uh, and that is precisely to what you said. People know what coaching is, but what we are trying to do as an organization is to educate the marketplace, what questions to ask, uh, how to approach the, uh, the, uh, the, the very thing of hiring a coach, you know, how to check the credentials, what to be sure about. This is where we definitely um, talk about education, about uh, membership in a professional organizations, because as you well know, ICF has a stringent code of ethics and also the ethical conduct review process, a very powerful uh, uh, ability for the client to, in fact, uh, file a complaint if they are unsatisfied of working with their coach. So, so one of the very important parts of the work of the ICF is the education of the marketplace about what professional coaching really is, and again, how to make sure that whoever you hire is a professional coach prepared to deliver the service that uh, that is uh, required. From the very same survey with PricewaterhouseCoopers, we do know that a growing number of coaches and managers and leaders using coaching skills, and also the HR professionals within organizational uh, context, we uh, believe that uh, having a credential is a must to have rather than nice to have. So I think we're, we're just we're just slowly but surely are educating the marketplace. Do you think we'll get to, or is there a? You think we'll be there soon, or is it a long time in the future where we get to a place where to be a coach you will have to have credentials? You know, we took a first step uh, into that direction as an organization. Several uh, years back, if you recall, the board make a, made a very courageous decision that in order to be an ICF member, one has to have at least 60 hours of coach training. Mm -hmm. uh, it is, as you, again, you gentlemen know that, this is also the uh, requirement, uh, the, the training requirement for the ACC credential. And what we seeing is that the significant numbers of ICF members, in fact, are getting their credentials. So it's it may not be the dictate of the organization. It's more of a demand of a marketplace that I think uh, sooner than later, we're going to see that at least the membership of ICF will comprise of the very significant percentage of credentialed uh, coaches uh, and those who are on their way to get their credential as they completed their training and now are working on their experience. It's, um, I want to, I want to take a bit of a side trip and I know that we need to get into a lot of things here, including the ICF Converge 2019, the global coaching survey, the thought leadership Institute, but Magda, if you don't mind, I'd like to, I'd like to spend a moment with you. Now, I've been privileged to know you since, I think, since the beginning of your time with the ICF when you came in as an assistant under another executive director. And, um, you know, it's been clear from the beginning that you're a, a very able and enrolling leader. And the, as you've grown in terms of your role in the organization, it's clear that your vision has um, compelled and, and uh, inspired a lot of people and made some really definite changes in the organization. At the same time, given that you've got at least two roles, as CEO and executive director, which used to be distinct, as well as the ICF Foundation CEO 
as well as now an additional role outside that organization, I think that people would wonder, rightly so perhaps, if there's at some point a limit to the number of sort of roles that you want to fulfill and create a sort of a team under you that will last for a long time and keep your vision, you know, uh, growing for decades to come. Do you see where I'm pointing? Absolutely. And and this is, I'm, I'm smiling as you're saying all these things because, because I would not be able to to be where I am and the organization would definitely not be able where we are right now, if not for the very, very talented team of people who are working with me on a daily basis. This is this is probably the best kept secret. Uh, ICF uh, right now has 57 uh, full-time employees. Uh, and that includes the uh, heads of the distinct departments, such as membership, marketing, research, credentialing, accreditation. Um, uh, so, so these are the individuals that really are fulfilling uh, the, the gaps and the details in what might seem to be a, um, a vision for the entire organization. Um, there are individuals much like my um, assistant executive director, Todd Hamilton. He is in particular extremely uh, versed in regulation and standard setting around the globe. Um, so again, this is definitely not one person shop. It is a team and, and it is, I, I am blessed. I am absolutely blessed by fantastic, committed and, and very hardworking team that is making ICF on a daily basis what it is, not to mention the team, especially the membership team that is uh, spread out throughout the, the, the world. The, the 12 talented people, uh, and most of them are, are actually outside of North America, that are in a daily communication with our chapter leaders and our members in uh, wherever they might reside. Um, and, you know, as, as far as my uh, responsibilities outside of the ICF, I, I, don't, I don't actually divide them into the two because uh, my, my um, involvement in ASAE, uh, so American Society for Association Executives, allows me to also offer a cutting edge uh, approach to association management. We are an association. We are a very large association uh, and very global association. And that requires us being very vigilant into uh, offering the most uh, adequate, effective and efficient ways of, of operations. So uh, I, what, I, what I consider my involvement in ASAE is a very big complement to us as the ICF being able to be a modern uh, uh, and a very dynamic uh, and agile organization that we are. Well, it's a beautiful answer to a challenging question. Although I must tell you that George Rogers told me it was all him. No, I'm kidding. I'm just, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's true. You've got some extraordinary people there. Do you have a? Do you, I, I guess part of the future is um, developing people into more leadership roles. Is that? Am I picking up what you're intending there? Totally, you know, and, and if I am coach trained, as you well know, uh, and yet uh, running ICF is a full-time job. So I do not have much uh, time for coaching myself. I, I do, however, uh, typically have a couple of pro bono uh, clients. And my choice is to uh, coach uh, women in leadership in not-for-profit organizations. But uh, I am, I am, if I were to identify myself, 
I would say that I'm a, I'm a leader using coaching skills. So our entire um, approach to um, management is a coaching approach. Every member of ICF staff has access to professional coaching, and many of the individuals on our staff are in fact trained um, as coaches as well. So, so developing individuals is something that is very high on the agenda of every uh, div- uh, every uh, head of the department, and uh, we are always just cheering the fact when we see an individual step into their next challenge and and uh, delivering beautifully for the organization, but also for themselves. Oh, I want to know how you did that, how you provided coaching for everyone, but uh, Alex has to get in here. Well, Christopher has been teasing all these other things. Topics, right? All these other topics, and one of the ones that I'm curious about, because I don't know anything about it, is the ICF Foundation. What does ah. it do? What's it's like? What is? Can you tell us more about it? Yes, thank you. I'm super excited about the foundation. <laughs> so you just asked the question I hoped for. Um, so I see a foundation um, was created as a, a really brain uh, a child of one of the very early ICF presidents, Barbara Walton. She uh, she really realized early on that there is a, a need for coaching in the populations that may either not have access to coaching, may not know much about coaching, or may think that coaching is not for them. So uh, back in uh, 2005, in fact, the, the foundation has been created to offer pro bono coaching for the population populations in need, and also to conduct research about efficacy of coaching in not-for-profit sector. You you know, um, many organizations and corporations nowadays do talk about triple bottom line and social responsibility, but back then it was really not much of a talk. So she was quite a visionary to to look into, into this. And the foundation right now actually aligned its activities with the United Nations 2030 Sustainable Development Goals. And with the uh, help of our chapter leaders, we picked goal number four. There are 17 uh, altogether. But we picked goal number four, which is education. So uh, we created the IGNITE project. And IGNITE is inviting chapters to partner with the organizations, not-for-profit organizations, that are delivering some services within the broadly defined educational system. And I'm super, super uh, proud to say that right now we have 90 IGNITE projects going on around the globe. Uh, and the partners are from school systems to not-for-profits working with uh, principals or teachers, not-for-profits working with uh, children in, in of special needs, you know, you name it. And we've been in a second year of the initiative right now. We are also working with UNICEF. We are working with Special Olympics. We are work- working with some other uh, um, uh, agencies of the United Nations to provide coaching to mid-level managers and leadership so they, in turn, can be better leaders and uh, what it results in is that the organizations they they lead can deliver better services to the populations that they serve. So accelerating and amplifying societal progress is the uh, aim of the foundation. It's, it's just absolutely phenomenal. And the stories that we get back from, uh, from our chapters are oh, just growing your soul and heart every day. So I'm super excited about the foundation. Congratulations. 
how do can can people get involved like people that ICF members coaches yes so uh, one of the uh, um one of the few uh, limitations of limitations uh, requirements that we put forward as a foundation is that people working on our projects need to be ICF members and, in fact, ICF credential um, members. So, um, so yes, uh, every so often we do call for uh, uh, proposals when we uh, start working with individuals uh, in different organizations. Uh, Special Olympics, for example, right now we are supporting three cohorts and every single one is in, in different continent. And we, we would, um, uh, of course, work with our, with our uh, colleagues in those organizations to find out what their requirements are. And then we would um, invite our coaches who meet those um, uh, requirements through our uh, credentials coach binder. Um, the chapters, the same, if you are a member of a chapter, many chapters, we have all, over 40 chapters that currently are involved in the Ignite initiatives. Um, and, and, you know, if you, if your chapter, if you are a chapter member is not, you may certainly nudge them a little bit and ask why not? Because they are, what, what we, what we hear other than phenomenal results for the organizations we're working with, what we hear from the chapters is that that creates such a gorgeous engagement opportunity for members. And they are doing something good for, uh, for the planet, for, for the organizations, for themselves, for their chapters. So um, um, I, would, I would recommend that, we, first of all, of course, go to the, our uh, website, um, check the Ignite initiative. We have some great case studies already um, uh, listed there, and you can also uh, get the support from our very committed and very talented staff to get the Ignite project going. And what's the website for the ICF Foundation? You can certainly find it from ICF uh, uh, main website, so coachfederation.org, and, and go to the uh, hyperlink to the foundation. But the, uh, uh, the website is uh, icffoundation.org. .org, because uh, when you go searching for ICF Foundation, you found out you find out a lot about concrete pouring for an ICF. <laughs> yeah, basement. or Indian cricket. That's that's another good one. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, you, so you've got so many things going on. We are going to take a brief break, and I want to thank you so much for being here. Of course, uh, during this break would be an excellent time for you to register yourself. He hinted for the ICF Converge Conference. That's a 2019's conference, October I think 23rd through the 26th in Prague. Czechoslovakia. Uh, you can also find out more about the extraordinary work of the ICF by going to coachfederation.org. And I think the, the website for the conference is ICF Converge 2019. Is that accurate, Magda? You know, I should know that, right? You should all know that. I should know that first. Yes. Well, uh, another another way of, of finding is going to coachfederation.org and just right. going to ICF events, which will certainly take you to the entire listing of our events. Here it is. Um, offering, um, but the Converge is icfconverge.com. Yes. Uh, yes. So sorry for that. All right. Well, we're going to take a brief break and we'll be right back with more with Magda Mook, the CEO and Executive Director of the International Coach Federation. You're listening to The Coaching Show right here in our 17th year, I think soon to be 18th year right here on Accomplishment Older Media. 
Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. Had to pay my daughter thousands for that. Not really. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to our show. Uh, we are talking today with Magda Mook, who is the CEO and executive director of the International Co Coach Federation, Magdalena Mook. Uh, I've known her long enough that I get to call her Magda, but you don't. Uh, I've also in studio, our guest co-host is Alex Terranova, ACC, who's delighted to put out his, in addition to his current podcast, thedreammason.com is where to find him and his podcast and all of his work. He's just putting out his first book, Fictional Authenticity, which will be out this month, September of 2019. Anything else you want the people to know? Uh, I mean, is that not enough for you, Christopher? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's per no, I'm, your uh, performance <laughs> issues are up. I, uh, I'm, I couldn't be more excited. Like I said in the beginning, I've been working on this for over three years. So, so there's something about just having something finished that is extraordinary in itself. Indeed. I've known you long enough to know that's true. All right. Uh, well, we're delighted to continue our conversation with Magda Mook, who's given us a, a full hour this morning. Um, we've talked a bit about the new offerings and organizations and some of her new visions that have been presented in uh, events that she did with Jean-Francois Cousin. I'm probably massacring that, and I apologize, um, where they announced uh, new initiatives to build awareness and provide guidance for organizations and creating coaching cultures and coaching offerings. Also, more about the ICF Foundation, we've learned. Uh, also, we talked a bit about two things. There is a coaching survey. Uh, now, how often do you do these, Magda, the global coaching surveys? Yeah, we call it the Global Coaching uh, Study, um, uh, and it is conducted by PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, on behalf of the ICF. This is the study that we've done for the first time, I think, in 2006, and we repeat that study every three to four years, which allows us to see the trends in coaching and how coaching, how coaches are perceiving coaching, how clients are perceiving coaching, and what really is going on uh, in the in, in the field. Uh, Last time and this time again, we also invited managers and leaders using coaching skills to add to the survey. Uh, so we are also learning a lot 
about what, uh, what's their desire, how they are utilizing coaching skills, and how, in fact, the manager and leader using coaching skills differs from a uh, professional coach service. Great. So uh, uh, what you'd like, I believe, is this survey is going on now, the 2019. Of course, 2016 information is available, but the 2019 Global Coaching Study conducted by PwC is available at www.coachingsurvey. See, this is where I got it. Coachingsurvey2019.com. That's tw- www.coachingsurvey2019.com. For the to be part of the 2019 ICF Global Coaching Study, please go there immediately. And as Magda said, if you're a coach or a manager or a leader who uses coaching skills at work, please take time to complete that study and let the coaches and leaders in your network know about it. www.coachingsurvey2019.com. When do you expect the results will be available? So the survey will be open through December. So we are expecting the uh, results being revealed sometime in a probably first quarter of 2020, which will be lovely as we'll be celebrating our 25th anniversary of existence of the ICF. We already have over 12,000 responses uh, from 137 countries, I want to say. So this is this is phenomenally, this is really the, truly the most global survey that anybody uh, conducts in a, in a coaching market. Marketplace, and uh, we have a hope for uh, more than fifteen thousand responses, and we are tracking really, really well uh, for that. So, yes, as Christopher said, please do uh, go to coachingsurvey2019.com and uh, please share with your networks as well. We are very happy to offer the survey to ICF members and non-ICF members. So it truly is telling us about the state of coaching, uh, not only in the eyes of the ICF members, but also uh, coaches, professional coaches out there. We've been privileged to have many people over the years from the ICF on this program. And uh, I believe that the ICF, the International Coach Federation, available at coachfederation.org, is the largest storehouse for research and information about coaching in the world. Still true? Very true. Our our research portal, uh, which is available to members and non-members alike, hosts phenomenal um, a number of uh, research papers, white papers, dissertations, articles, books, you name it. And it's also really phenomenally supported by the technology that allows to search by the keyword. And also, uh, this is this is something that we are seeking a patent for, uh, is that any, uh, any of these materials that you are able to uh, access by the research portal uh, will not only show you the references being used in that particular research piece, but also where that research has been used since it was uh, made public. So uh, quite quite an uh, extraordinary effort to see, you know, what's, what's, how, how well the, the research is tracking. So this is the research that we uh, uh, curate. We also, uh, as we said, we do a lot of research ourselves, and these are the studies with PricewaterhouseCoopers, uh, and we have two flagship uh, research done with them. One is the uh, coaching study that we already um, mentioned, and the other one is the awareness study that we conduct every couple to three years. Uh, we also have a series of uh, research with Human Capital Institute on coaching in organizations. I already mentioned 
patients. And then we also conduct a lot of studies with our own members. It is a professional development studies. It is the, the study of, you know, why, why, why are you a member of ICF? Uh, what is it about ICF that entices you to uh, come back year after year? Uh, and all this, all this research, either ICF-driven or uh, or curated, is available um, on our website under the uh, link to the to the research portal. Let's talk about what you just hit on the um, the benefits, the the perks of being a member of the ICF. What what's for for new coaches? for people that have left, for people that are members that aren't actually taking advantage of their membership. Why does one want to be? Like, what do you get out of it? Mm-hmm. So um, we, we do ask this question because we can have great ideas ourselves, but it's always good to validate that information with our members. So uh, we do that survey every year and we ask people, why are you a member of the ICF? What comes back could be characterized by uh, two different um, types of responses. One is the benefits, but the other one is the value, the value of being an ICF member. And when we start with the value, the what people say is that they are members of ICF because it is by far the largest, the most global community of professional coaches. The fact that it is a community for professionals is an important piece as well. I uh, mentioned before, to be an ICF member, one has to have uh, complete, uh, completed at least 60 uh, hours of coach training. Um, uh, people join because, the, again, back to value, because of the rigor and the standards of our code of ethics uh, and of our credentials. Uh, people join because they uh, join the community of, of peers and colleagues that they can um, discuss either their business uh, side of, uh, of being a coach or uh, discuss the philosophy of coaching and where coaching is going. And then we go to the to more of the benefits. And it is. Uh, you know, having, uh, for example, we are talking about the Converge. So there is a access to a very, very robust um, uh, library of educational offerings. Uh, so people can get their CCEs for the renewal of the credentials or to uh, support their journey from a credential to credential. There is an access to, uh, to the events that being either the Converge or the ICF Advance. It is an access to the business development series, the very successful uh, series for around building coaching culture rather than being um, an awesome coach. Um, it is also, you know, access to all the uh, uh, offerings uh, that come from our accredited and approved uh, training providers. Uh, so, and, you know, many people don't even realize that, but ICF is tirelessly working on promoting professional coaching and the name of the ICF and the value of ICF credentials to the marketplace. So one huge uh, benefit of being an ICF member is to be in that good company of um, individuals that are promoted every day to the potential uh, purchasers of coaching. Another uh, not very well-known fact is that ICF is also very active in the regulatory arena. We stand on the position that coaching should remain self-regulated, and that regulation comes through the quality uh, assurance of the quality of coaching 
and we do it through our credentials and, as we mentioned before, the uh, ethical conduct review process. So we testify, we are active in um, uh, regulatory bodies around the globe, um, and we also uh, um, support our members in uh, in uh, talking to potential regulatory bodies, not only about the value of coaching, but also about the uh, the, the, the standards and the rigor and the quality that ICF brings uh, to, to its members. So all in all, you know, we, we do want every single member of ICF to be proud about what they do and the organization they belong to. Um, and uh, recently we were releasing um, uh, a series of videos. It was called uh, Hashtag Experience Coaching. And these are the stories being told by the clients of ICF members, and, and they they talk in their own words about transformational power of coaching and the partnering with ICF coaches, uh, what it meant to them, what it meant to their organizations. So that is probably the best uh, illustration of what's the value of being a member of the professional body and the ICF itself, of course. Yeah, and I can't stress enough. I remember being a young or a new coach in the field, and it was uh it was incredibly important to get out of my, you know, converted second bedroom office and get out into the community. So I want to stress, if you've got an event uh, near you or an ICF chapter, please go, please attend, please get out in the community and find out what other coaches are up to and and some of the benefits. In addition, uh, I would echo, Magda, some of the sort of practical day-to-day benefits. I know, for example, the ICF has negotiated great rates for uh, professional liability insurance, something that all of us should have and, you know, sometimes put off getting. So there, there are sort of innumerable benefits, but I appreciate you articulating some of the big ones. Um, one of the things that I know that happened, I'd invoked the name of the great George Rogers earlier. Um, one of the things that I know it used to be that there was a division of the ICF that handled credentialing, coaches' credentials, and coach training programs accreditation. I believe that you've separated those. Can you tell me what the what the intention is of having two distinct organizations there? Certainly. It is actually a, an important um, uh, distinction because one may say that, that there is um, maybe even a conflict of interest or a perception of a conflict of interest when ICF is accrediting training uh, schools and then also credentialing individuals who, in fact, get their uh, training from uh, those accredited programs. So uh, what we decided is that uh, it is important to have a uh, kind of firewall between the two so there is not uh, undue influence or again even a perception of undue influence of training providers on the credentialing system and credentialing program. What is also really important is that as the very only organization that I know of uh, in in the coaching sphere, we are seeking uh, ISO um, accreditation for our credentialing program. And ISO, uh, so International Standards Organization, requires a separation of training from credentialing. Um, So that, that division is um, allowing us to to be uh, this one important step closer to obtaining the ISO um, uh, uh, accreditation. And, you know, this is also uh, important because we are very keen on expanding our 
work with the universities that offer uh, uh, coach training and also a growing number of organizations that in fact, organ- uh, universities that in fact offer uh, degrees in coaching. Uh, for them, that separation of um, uh, testing for, uh, for proficiency in skills and abilities versus training is very important as well. So we, by, by taking that step of separating the two, we also are opening um, the ability of ICF to work closer with uh, our university partners, which is very important for the future. That's, that's pretty exciting. I didn't, I didn't realize that we were doing that in ICF. Um, I want to talk about, and I know we don't, just so we don't miss it, Converge. We haven't hit mm. Converge yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, and Christopher knows a couple people that are going to be speaking there this year. So that's really exciting. Why, uh, I want to hit on again, like why would, you know, I'm not, I shared before that I'm not going and I'd love to know, you know, why I should be, what I'm missing out on. Um, why other people like me that haven't said yes, should be buying a ticket and, and getting there. Oh, where do I start? <laughs> so uh, it's, it, it is by far the largest um, gathering of a coaching world. This is the programming, the, uh, our education team, uh, along with the group of very dedicated uh, volunteers, members of ICF, did a phenomenal job creating the program that is very exciting, very innovative, very looking to the future, and also, you know, expanding the uh, horizons for both brand new to coaching individuals to those being uh, very experienced um, and and very vested in in, in coaching. So it it is an opportunity not only to get your education and to get a very uh, significant number of CCEUs if if you are to renew your credential or you're working towards your next credential, but also it is an absolutely unbelievable community of people coming together from uh, over 60 countries uh, and just having a conversation, having a conversation about who we are as a profession, having a conversation of who we are as an organization. And most importantly, to me anyway, is where are we going? Where are we going? Where can we go? What are the territories that we are not trying to enter and why not if not why not what's what's the limit if there is a limit so typically what we hear from people who come to converge is like ah i just got a renewed sense of community and what i do as a coach and why i do it day by day um, so and 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 some of the friendships being uh, forged at, at the converge last for years and some are you know partnerships and and friendships on a personal level many of them lead also into uh, a curiosity about doing your business in different way maybe reaching out to uh, clients in in different uh, uh, categories of populations that you are thinking of right now there is a lot of learning a lot of sharing so being a part, being a member of the uh, or participants at converge allows one to be both the the expert and the learner at the same time beautifully said i want to uh, talk before we lose you i want to talk about the thought leadership institute bringing together some sort of a think tank of leaders in coaching is a, a critically important i believe of uh 
task, and it's something that the ICF has taken on or at least set its sights on. Where are we in the process, and what's the intention? What's the outcome that you're looking for? Yeah, this is really super exciting because, as I said, you know, coaching, one, of course, some people say that coaching existed from the ancient um, civilizations, and that's probably true. Uh, but as a, as a structured organization and as coaching uh, being talked about as a profession, uh, it, it's still fairly new. Uh, and, and as such, it's still evolving. And we have more and more inputs. You know, um, not a long time ago, neuroscience came with such a phenomenal uh, uh, proof for not that coaching works, but how coaching works. And we are still gaining some uh, very important information from research around uh, team coaching, group coaching, mindfulness, systemic approach to coaching, uh, the, the growth of a, of a coach uh, itself through the um, uh, through application of, of uh, uh, either mindfulness or continuous learning or uh, supervision. So it is still very much of an evolving field. So we have a lot to gain from getting together and thinking about what we know and what are the gaps? Where could we um, maybe invite some research institutions to help us find answers but what is also really important to me is that we invite professions on a fringe, on a periphery of coaching. <clears throat> you uh, probably wouldn't be surprised if I say change management and coaching have a lot in common. Um, we can uh, reach out into, again, uh, coaching for social progress. What is the the special, you know, uh, formula that is accelerating the progress in, in, in uh, uh, social issues through coaching. We can invite people from design, from um, medicine, from arts, and see what are the interrelated uh, facets of those disciplines that can support the development of coaching, but also can invite coaching into um uh, progress in, in those disciplines. So the Thought Leadership Institute is to be um, a space, a forum um, uh, that, that those different and sometimes very uh, diverse voices can come together uh, in, with one goal and one goal only to see where coaching can make the greatest difference. Um, back to the foundation, the, the foundation um, uh, asks this question, what is the greatest offer that coaching can have for humanity? And TLI, Thought Leadership Institute, we hope, will help us get closer to finding the answer or, frankly, answers to that question. And how do people participate in it or how do people find out what's happening there? Yeah, so we are in a uh, right now in a space of creating the TLI. Uh, we will be um, uh, announcing a, a lot more about the entire new uh, system um, uh, later this year and also uh, at the beginning of 2020, again, in conjunction with our 25th uh, anniversary. But if individuals would like to be um, uh, involved, they we created a special form online uh, which people can access and, and just uh, express their interest in uh, being involved in the work um, of the TLI. Uh, I can imagine the TLI will be uh, 
inviting a lot of opinion polls, a lot of voices from our um, our networks, our membership networks to that broader conversation. So if one wants to to be a part of it, they can go to uh, to our website http um, uh, and there is an ICF volunteer form that they can access and um, express their interest. I am super excited about the TLI because although there are some brilliant people working on research and coaching, there is not really a one place that not only the research can be curated and, and uh, uh, displayed, much as our research uh, portal, but when there's conversation, very generative conversation can happen. Well, it's just extraordinary, and you are a great leader at a at the right time for us in the International Coach Federation. Our time has flown by, and I want to respect both your time and our uh, listeners. Uh, anything else for you, Alex? No, I love. Thanks for diving into all the the questions we posed, and really like. Um, I'm really just present to how you shared the benefits and all the really went the positive direction with so many things and sh- shared so much value and so many of the different things that you're up to and the ICF is up to. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. An extraordinary leader. Magda Mook, you can find out more about the ICF by going to coachfederation.org. On Twitter, it's ICFHQ. That's ICFHQ. And the Instagram is ICF Headquarters, spelled out. Uh, Magda Mook, thank you so much for the work that you're doing, and thank you so much for being with us today. I want to give you our last moment together. Uh, do you have a parting thought or a parting shot today for 50,000 or so coaches with us? Well, thank you again for the invitation. I always very much enjoy being with you and being uh, uh, utilizing this this very uh, exciting channel to communicate with people. So, um, if if who's listening is not familiar with coaching, please do read about it and uh, more so uh, invite a coach to um, to your life. And um, and with that, of course, ICF member and ICF credentialed uh, member. Um, I am super excited about coaching. I do think that coaching is changing and transforming lives. So I I wish for everybody to have an um, opportunity to work with the coach as it is uh, getting closer to our very vision, which is to see coaching becoming integral part of a thriving society. So thank you again for your time and the time of the listeners. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us. Once again, coachingsurvey2019.com, icfconverge.com, or if you can't write all those or remember them, go to coachfederation.org where you can find out all about the events and the member benefits of the ICF. Well, Alex, that's another edition of The Coaching Show Behind Us. Thank you for your time, sir. You can find out more. We made it. We did it. (laughs) More about Alex by going to thedreammason.com, thedreammason.com. Look for his podcast and soon, Fictional Authenticity, available wherever fine books are sold, especially if that's Amazon. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, dear listener. We will talk to you next week as we do each and every week uh, with people out on the cutting edge of coaching. Thanks for listening to The Coaching Show. We'll talk to you next week.